Hey everybody, welcome back to The Collective. We have another fantastic show for you planned out today. I'm very excited. Um, well, excited is probably not the right word for it, but it's going to be an interesting show because we have some interesting things to talk about. Um, before I go anywhere, I want you all who are interested to make sure that you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and do all that stuff so you get your email in the mornings every time that we go live, which is of course every day. Now, um, if you do have any thoughts, questions, or comments, by all means, put them up in the comment section. That way we can put them up on the screen and discuss them, kind of like this one right here. Cody, good day. How's it going, buddy? Um, and then we will carry on. Any thoughts or questions before we dive into the topic at hand? I think every day is a good day hanging out with you guys, just so you guys know. Well, I appreciate that. That's really nice. <laughs> it, is a, it's a, it is an anniversary for Matt and I. And that's why I want to talk about anniversaries of loss and not just in terms of the negative aspect of it, but in terms of the growth that can come out of it and the, the building upon resilience as it is resilience week. So I'm going to give a little brief on why it's an anniversary for Matt and I, and then um, we can dive into kind of how we feel about anniversaries as a whole and then carry on with the conversation. So August 20th, 2008, um, while Matt and I were overseas, we lost three great engineers in one IED blast. And it was a very traumatic day for a lot of us. And we still feel that loss, obviously. And therefore, that's why it is a special anniversary for us. But I've come to a realization, it's been 15 years. And this year especially has probably been the best that I have ever handled it. I was actually just out, at my do uh, out with the horses with my doc and I was smiling and laughing and I was, I was present in that moment. I was hanging out with the horses, whereas years ago I would be in a deep depressive state, wallowing away on my couch, not doing service to them. So... Things have changed quite a bit in the last little while, and I'm very excited to discuss this because I, find, I think that these particular anniversaries, especially of loss or trauma, can be a bit of a chink in the armor, for lack of a better term, when it comes to resilience. So that's my initial thought on that. Matt, do you got anything to add in terms of... Uh, um, just a quick clarification. I wasn't actually in Afghanistan during that time. I was actually mm. teaching at the engineer school. Oh, I thought you were. You... No, no, I was teaching you guys to go over to Afghanistan at that time. Really? And, but the, the impact that it did have for us in the school was just as pronounced as you guys had overseas. Um, cause with, um, a lot of the individuals in that incident, we taught them through the school before going to Afghanistan. Right. And, um, two of them in particular, I actually lived with one in, and I went through, I brought the other individual through his career on multiple stages. So when that incident did happen, it, it, it did impact me mm -hmm. very much too, as well. I could have sworn you were on tour with us. I don't yeah, my, my mistake, but no. it's all good. <laughs> I just it's all good. enjoyed your presence so much. That probably would happen. Sean. Yeah. It's like what would Matt do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, uh, what are your thoughts on? anniversaries right off the bat well my thought is this could you please replay the 15 minutes in the green room yesterday <laughs> where we covered this entire subject I, I mean i could but we could also discuss how in real time being present in this moment i think sean is frozen i think he's frozen oh it's in God. a moment he's, he's literally in the moment yeah <laughs> um yeah, yeah. This the recovery you... side of the house that was always hard. Sorry, Sean. Yeah. Go ahead. It was you the recovery ahead, side that was long for me too, as well. I mean, you you were saying how you went through depressive episodes too, and for me, it wasn't at the actual anniversary of the date that hits me hard. Mm -hmm. It was because I was at the school and we were teaching them. It was always the did I teach teach them wrong, or was there something else I needed to mm -hmm. teach them to be able to while be here with us. So that that's been an impact on me. And 
when I'm teaching other individuals um, in the kitchen or wherever else, coaching, that kind of stuff, that always comes in the back of my mind every once in a while. It's like, are you teaching them right? Are you doing the right thing? Are you doing enough? Are you doing enough, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where my my depression, depression comes from in regards to that incident too. Interesting. Yeah. Sean, go back. Yeah, to sorry you, uh, about the glitch there. there. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Uh, so as I was saying, uh, I think it, this subject could be covered in less than 15 minutes, just like we covered it in the green room yesterday. And that was uh, this unhealthy, um, unhealthy connection to a moment of a long time ago that is you begin categorizing as now it's my day to wallow in my sadness, mm. uh, rather than um, taking the day to reflect and um, live your life to the fullest based on the sacrifice of the men who uh, were killed. And so losses all around us, it, it, you guys are much younger than I am by about 20 years. And um, guess what? As you get older, more people die that you know. And that is life, man. That I'm, I'm not, this is me now being very careful not to diminish the memory of everyone who's passed away. This is me just simply stating the plain fact that people we know will die in our lives. And it sucks, but it is part of life. And uh, too many people bury their sand or bury their head in the sand on the subject. The moment that another person dies, their world falls apart as if they didn't understand that people die. People die. One of us could die today and we would all mourn it. But here's what I wouldn't do a year from now. I would not wallow in my own personal sadness because it's disrespectful to the man who died a year ago, as far as I'm concerned. If someone dies in service a year later, I'm doing my best that day to live a mega life. The life that they can't live because now they're dead. So I treat it as this. I'm going to double down and live for them rather than take the day to wallow in my sadness and backslide. And I know that sounds really bizarre or harsh or cruel or disrespectful or whatever, but I find it to be disrespectful when someone wallows so much on an anniversary that they make it all about them rather than about the man or the woman who passed away on the anniversary, as it were. So that's my first thought. Mm. It is a great point. And you did say we were talking about it in the green room for about 15 minutes after yesterday's, um, uh, yesterday's collective. And I, I talked to my doc about it today as well, um, was the fact that I was so entrenched in my own, as you said, sadness, but I was wallowing really in the fact that I felt bad and then I would utilize that as an excuse to just suck. And so I would spend the day sucking <laughs> or I'd spend multiple days just being, um, you know, sitting, sitting on my couch feeling sorry for myself rather than engaging life like I have been over the last uh, couple years now, which has actually been a much more beneficial way to do this. So let's get into then not only. Sorry. And, uh, and the got... reason, and I want to preface it with the reason that we got into that hard conversation yesterday is because you'd said to me, you know, tomorrow's going to be a bit rough and, you know, it's an anniversary. And, and I, and I kind of said, why? And uh, well, cause you know, every year. And, and then you started telling me about, Back in the day, it'd be three, four days prior to the anniversary that you'd yep. start thinking about the anniversary and you'd start sucking. Mm -hmm. And you sucked right up through to the anniversary, sucked on the anniversary, and then sucked after the anniversary. And you'd normalize that into, it became all about the center of the universe, woe is me. It mm -hmm. wasn't about the men, it was about you. And so, uh, again, I, I stated, this is just my thoughts. It's not that I'm trying to insult anyone. I think it's disrespectful to treat an anniversary of someone who has died and make it all about me. It's got to be about them. And if I'm making it about them, 
I shouldn't be wallowing in my own sadness because now it's about me. I should be reflecting on what they brought into my life and how I can use that to make the world a better place rather than making it a suck place. Uh, so I know I was challenging you yesterday to break out of your funk, uh, but uh, my approach is maybe different than others' approaches. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the men. I'm trying to respect the men by living a full life that they died on my behalf to live a full life. Yeah. It, I, you know what? And I, I agree with you. Now, I think five, six years ago, I probably would have, uh, <laughs> probably would have fought you on it a little bit and tried to sure. make it yep. again, make it more about me. For sure, there'll but, be people who who are listening to me say this right now who'll be annoyed with me, yeah. because I'm putting it across directly, bluntly, to the point, without making it nuanced or sensitive or using the right tone in my voice. I'm just putting it out there as a challenge to pattern interrupt anyone who has spent over a decade wallowing in their own personal little center of the universe sadness when it's nothing to do with you. It's everything to do with the memory of who you're supposed to be anniversarying in. Yeah. Matt, you got any thoughts? No, I agree with Sean and too as well. And like death, death is something that happens pretty much, you know, every lifetime for everyone. So, um, no, I agree that, you know, it's respecting the individual in the moment, not woe is me and for yourself. And just to kind of, I don't know. Like it's a different thing for everyone and you speak like some good wisdom, but I mean, other people process differently for me, that incident turned me into a better teacher, better coach, because I literally was, am I doing it? I did not want to have that feeling again. And so I empowered myself to be better for other people in that regards. Right. Mm. That sometimes is a negative too, as well, pushing, you know, that aspect, but yeah, it's, it's all different for all different people. And I think it's a matter of healing, understanding, and understanding that you can't, woe is me over separation. It's not about you. It's about them and honoring them. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now the trick is that, uh, as you said, Matt, the um, everyone does do it different. And I'm, I please, for the love of all things good, uh, I hope that no one out there thinks that I'm so callous that I'm, ignoring the anniversary. I'm, I'm quite the opposite. I'm going to note the anniversary. I'm going to respect the anniversary, but I'm going to make it about them, not about me. And as I've stated a number of times now, but that doesn't mean that the moment that someone dies, I look at the calendar circle a year from now and think, and a year from now, I'm going to make it all about them. Because that's not the way life works, man. If, if you have someone close to you who passes away or, or is killed in a violent manner, we'll say, uh, it's traumatic. It's traumatic to some degree, depending on who you are, who that person was, how it happened, how much death you've processed in your life or not. It's still going to be traumatic, either 1% or 100%, depending on who you are. That's the trauma that you've got to process. And everyone processes it differently, like Matt said. And I think that as humans, until we've done a whole pile of processing uh, through a number of deaths, the first few are like they're challenging. We have to make it about us. We have to make it about them. It gets muddy until you figure out how to do it in a way that works best for you. And that might take a few different approaches to figure out who you are in respect to death. But what does not work for me is someone uh, entering into the anniversary moment on year one, not understanding themselves at all, not understanding the moment at all. And then 50 years later, they haven't changed their pattern at all. The anniversary is still the same. It's it's uh, it's muddy. There's no growth out of it. There's no clarity on it. There's no understanding of it. It's just that the anniversary becomes suck every year. And then that suck becomes I suck in the moment because now I'm making it about me every year. 
And therefore, I feel that everyone has a uh, responsibility on these kind of an anniversaries to get some good out of it for, for, for ourselves and for those around us. I think that's our responsibility, but I don't think it's like from zero to 60 miles an hour in a split second. In other words, the first year anniversary, no one needs to be so enlightened that uh, they just shrug their shoulders and say, big deal, it's a one year anniversary, non-factor, I've already processed that. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is you've got to consider the moment for what it is. You've got to figure out what your role in the moment is. And then you've got to realize that next year it'll be easier. And the year after that, it'll be easier. And the year after that, you'll do it better. And the year after that, it'll become more comfortable and etc. No, I'm not saying that within a couple of weeks, you've got to brush all of this stuff off and get on as if nothing had happened. Yeah. I think this is a challenge too, as you said it um, quite well in the fact that you have to understand yourself. If you don't understand yourself, then it is very easy to pin a part of yourself to that date. And then every year you, you know, you're bringing yourself back to a position that you were in 10, 12, 15, 25 years ago, whenever that was, instead of continually evolving that day into something new, into something more, I guess, to say the least. Because for me, I, I realize now looking back on it was that I had no idea who I was. And I had no idea how to manage all of the emotions that I was going through. So what I would do was repress them. And by repressing them, I was creating a position for myself to fail because you can't repress things forever. And then they would spill out. And then because they spilled out, I would then reflect on myself poorly because I wasn't being able to control my own emotions because I didn't know who I was. And I didn't know how to process those emotions to begin with. Whereas now, the last couple of years, I've actually taken the time to process the emotions, to feel the emotions, to feel the sadness, to feel the fact that they're gone, and then realize that, man, I can't do this forever. This is not, this is not a, a continual cycle, A, that I want or that I can maintain. So let's move forward. And I have been over the last, this will be the third year, I guess, now, where I've been doing quite well, actually, for the day. So it's, it's quite interesting. But um, I got a couple comments here. Any thoughts before I step into it? So Salty Jinx says, one, I wish this had been a topic years ago at work. <laughs> and uh, number two, I wish it had been something I viewed as moving forward and going harder is the best way to honor them, which is, I think, fantastic. It's a great point, though, about uh, wish this had been a topic years ago at work. This is something that the military doesn't really talk about. Well, the worst. While I was in, right? Yet it the happens worst. so often. <laughs> so it seems... It's it's so bad, it's counterproductive bad. Yeah. I, I wish I could just say it's the worst and that's a neutral statement. It's the worst in the sense of it pushes things backwards bad. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, well, let's, let's think about this then. Um, not only in terms of loss, but in terms of, you know, traumatic injury or... I mean, I think of like Mark Ormrod or any of the other people I know that are, you know, explosive amputees who allow you know the i've heard the the term the alive day and i've had that i've seen people go downhill as it comes up to those alive days and then they come back up in a similar manner let's talk about that style of um, traumatic incident because loss is is it, it's a constant right we we can we can sit here and kind of talk about it for a while but i think we've hit the mark on that what about traumatic incidences of things that completely change your life into a different, uh, I mean, this just popped in my head, Shawnee, you said you blew your ACL on a, uh, on a world championship training program, right? Like <clears throat> that career's done now. <laughs> and so the processing of that must be challenging in the moment. But do you ever have like the anniversaries of like, oh man, this was when that had happened. Never. You know? In fact, uh, here's how I run my life. I'm lucky if I remember my own wedding anniversary because anniversaries aren't a thing to me. I mean, I've, as I've said before, I live in the now. The past is in the rearview mirror. That's only wisdom if I reflect on it. 
the future is unknown. So what am I anniversarying against? The thing that's in the rear view mirror that has no consequence in the now. I just don't live that way. Uh, I might, like if I put up an old photo as an example on my Instagram uh, feed or stories or whatever, that's just me reflecting. That isn't me um, running my life around it. It's a pop-up from my Microsoft OneDrive. Uh, oh yeah, I guess 13 years ago I was like shredding or whatever. And that'll make me think about what kind of a man I was then, what, the differences between then and now. These are reflective moments to me. They're not an, an anniversary of that takes me back to the moment and I wallow in the moment. What it might make me do is take a look at 13 years ago and think, I could shred then, but now I can shred better. Bam. That's that's my reflection on that kind of stuff. When I blew my knee or when I did this or when that happened, all of the anniversaries, all of the things, forget about it. I'm not interested in them because they have no bearing in the now, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Um, I do want to remind everybody watching, by all means, put in, uh, put in your thoughts on the comment section. Absolutely. We want to hear what you guys how you guys work through anniversaries. That'd be great to know. Uh, Matt, you got any thoughts on uh, traumatic incidences? Traumatic? Uh, I've been really lucky, actually. Um, and there's one traumatic incident I want to really talk about, but it's it's uh, not really an anniversary as it is I survived it. And, and I just keep on going from that. Um, another, I guess, just recent one was that I finished a contract working in a kitchen and a, a couple of days, a week or so after the fact, uh, actually went through a huge depressive moment. And it kind of goes to the whole with Deshaun in, in his uh, athletics career. It, I found out I was actually going into like a post-performance depression where like it, I was going so hard and so fast and so good. And all of a sudden it was nothing. So that became an incident too to reflect on for myself. It's like, hey, that's why I'm feeling so down is because... I did good. So let's focus on doing good and not actually focus on the fact I'm not doing what I was doing good at and turn it into more of a uh, learning lesson versus wallowing in my couch, you know, sipping on beers and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Traumatically. No, like life has been pretty balanced. Um, I hate to say I'm like Sean in this regards where it's not really anniversary to remember and feel sorrow. It's, it's a anniversary to remember in, grow from things you know you look back it's like yeah you know what i was i was <laughs> couldn't make bread four years ago and now all of a sudden sourdough was like on my menu like every other day because it's fun to do so um yeah it's just how people process it i guess Absolutely. yeah and, and that's an important distinction matt the uh that it's a very powerful thing if you can engage in it in the sense of a year ago i sucked today i suck more i still suck or i suck less that's the question yeah. that we should all be asking ourselves and if you ten, if 10 years ago you laid down on your netflix couch and every year at the anniversary of laying down on the couch you think well i still suck <sighs> forget about it that is so lame uh yeah. that's that's the kind of thing that infuriates me so uh anniversaries to me are a moment of reflection to see how much I have grown as a human being. Not even how much better I'm doing, I'm saying growing. Because you can grow as a human being and from an external perspective, it might look like you're backsliding a little bit, but internally, you've grown from a year ago. So you might still be on the couch, you might be a bit fatter and lazier, but if you've grown internally and you can say, I've, I've I'm 10% better, or I've pushed some of that stuff down, or I've cleared some of that stuff out, or I figured this thing out. If every year you can, on the anniversary of your suck, say, I suck less, well, now I'm a fan. But if you every year say, I still suck as bad as I did 10 years ago, dude, I just want to cuff you upside the head. And so that's me, because I'm hard on that kind of stuff. I will not accept someone taking a hallway pass for a decade. It's bonkers to me. So anniversaries every year when they're occurring, that's the opportunity for someone to reflect on how much they've improved, not how much they've sucked. 
And that can be even brought down to the microcosm too. Like your Friday afternoon anniversary from last Friday afternoon, am I Agreed. still sucking from last Friday or sucking again this Friday? Um, we're using suck too much. We're going to change the word to something else. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, that's, it that's to have a that, connotation to it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's uh, lack of improvement anyways. Um, but yeah, you even take it in like microcosm and think about it in smaller aspects of things. I mean, that's, positive growth even just reflecting on it because eventually it's going to go yeah I, i'm less than i was i'm more than i was last last time mm-hmm. yeah yeah 100 my um my doc today mentioned this kind of out of the blue i was telling you matt a second ago but um we were out at the horses and i was working with her and normally i would engage the horses directly that was my standard practice i would immediately get there and walk myself into the middle of them and then try to engage them, making it more of an active um, session for me. But I didn't today. I actually stopped about 15 feet away from them and I just kind of watched them. And the word she used was, there's a stillness about me rather that she hadn't noticed for, uh, because I haven't physically seen her since uh, April. And it took me a second to kind of actualize that word into the fact that I had spent many years trying to create a veneer of stillness or stoic nature or calmness or what I tried to create this image of being flat. But by creating that image, I was actually utilizing all of the, (laughs) all of the uh, psychological capital that I had in order to cover up all of the issues that I wasn't dealing with (laughs) in the moment, which to say now seems so silly whereas recently in the last year or so i've actually put so much time and so much effort into accepting and understanding and learning from myself that i can now sit and be still even amongst the horses even amongst the uh the environment of psychology right of being in a session and i think that as you were saying sean in terms of the anniversary portion of it the the idea that anything would continually come up from the past and affect you physiologically is I'm allowing it to happen because if I'm not engaging it every year and doing it better or every day and doing it better, then I'm, I'm choosing to accept that that is the standard and the standard is a downward slope or sorry, as a standard, as a downward slope is not a good standard at least in my thoughts. Um, Actually, there's something more dangerous than that, in my opinion, and I see it happening. And that is um, assigning a moment, whatever that means to anyone out there, an anniversary or a day or an hour or a certain week or whatever the case is, uh, a certain way a sunrise rises. And we assign that as um our victimization the mm. where we become a victim to some degree of the moment uh, whatever that means it could be traumatic deaths of friends it could be the certain spot on the hill where that sun rose rose and you you know you maybe tried to i don't know do something nice let's say get married you yeah. propose to someone. Creating a high uh, watermark. Cor- correct. You assign a moment in time that can become an anniversary moment to either a good or a bad thing. Now, the good thing, we'll call it the proposing to someone on the sunrise. Well, maybe uh, four weeks later, that person says, I hate you, and they leave. And now you go back to that same spot every year, you watch that sunrise, or maybe you're driving your car down the highway, not even exactly a year later, and you see the sunrise in a certain way, and it reminds you, and then it becomes all about you. It becomes all about how sad I am and how screwed over I got and how I got dot, dot, dotted. And so um, I think that anniversaries can become insidiously bad Mm. for us because we assign a thing that sunrise that hill that moment 
we assign that as almost looking forward to it because it gives us the ability to get out of our flatline fake life. It allows us to feel something like I'm super sad or I super hate or I whatever. It amplifies the emotion up enough out of our almost zombie-like life that it then becomes important to us and we latch on to it and we look forward to it a year from now or we look forward to it every Friday where we get super emotion and now we feel something and now we're looking forward to feeling that thing. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The insidiousness of an anniversary for someone who is out of the game, checked out, well, they can make that anniversary the most important thing in their life because they're not living a full life. To Matt's point where once you start getting after it, once you start filling your life with all kinds of things that are filling your life, well, you'll have far less time to every single day think about that sunrise that made you so sad because you're actively producing in society or actively producing yourself you're actively busy engaging in a for progressive lifestyle. Uh, but if you're not, if you're every night you're laying on the couch and not moving, what's, what's occupying your mind other than Netflix? It's probably anniversaries. It's probably those screwovers. It's probably those that time that guy did, or that time that guy that said dot, dot, dot. These are the kind of things that I feel are insidious when we latch onto them as if we're looking forward to them because we need that emotion. That's a great point. Matt, you got anything to add to that? No, not really. Um, emotions is something that you have to process too, though. So take that time to actually allow it to process and let it work through it. I, I think that's needed too as well. But yeah, again, with Sean, it's not turn it into a negative or something you can't utilize for a positive for yourself or someone else. And also disrespecting the incident, the anniversary, right? I think that's more harmful than spending a couple moments to kind of reflect. And those moments can be like 20 minutes, you know, I'm done, let's go. Or it can be five years trying to process if it's something really, really close and traumatic, right? Mm -hmm. Something that impacts your life um, will definitely take more time to actually work through and find a positive, something to strengthen, grow from, hmm. from that. Yeah. There's a, I think there's an added point here too, in terms of being careful not to engage all of the things in order to not feel those feelings. Agreed. And I, I think we've seen a lot Agreed. of people there who just throw <clears throat> themselves into the next thing without taking the time to actually process that. And I think that's a, Especially in the military, that happens way too often. Um, well, one of the important things about the word anniversary, if we're going to assume that it's an anniversary every year, if if each year you're sadder, that's a failing report. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a that's an F. If every year you're feeling the same, uh, but just one percent better, I consider that as a C not an F. If you want to move towards a B or an A, you've kind of got to move the needle on the anniversary. And what do I mean by that? I mean, just get better, whatever that means to you. Find a way to process it. And that's not like, I think one of the tricks about anniversaries is you're not supposed to start the process one day every year. It's a process that is supposed to happen every day throughout the year until a year later, you can do a, a report on yourself. Mm -hmm. Am I still an F or did I get a C, B or an A? And uh, without that, that's, that's now Groundhog Day. Every year you get to wallow in the sadness of a failing report uh, till 20 years later, you're still banging out Fs. <clears throat> I think the, the trick with the Fs is that it, um, you said it earlier, is that allows people to actually feel something. And you alluded to it a little bit earlier too, and that it, it clicked into my head was, uh, you know, when you're 20 and you're out partying and you're looking forward to Friday night because you, you work all week and it's just kind of blah. And then Friday night, you're going to go out and party with your friends. And then Saturday, you're going to have a hangover. And then Sunday, you're going to try and get some stuff done. And then you restart the week. 
and then you start looking forward to Friday. You start looking that, forward. That to was Friday. called the Airborne Regiment. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, there's something engineer. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there was something like that. Um, but but that's the that's the groundhog that Groundhog Day. That if we don't actually take the time to look at it and engage it, all of a sudden it's been ten years, and now you're the thirty plus year old who's going to the bar trying to pick up 20 year olds who looks very weird doing it. Right. So I think that's, there's, it takes that ability to actually engage the thought process. There's mm. an intention there that you need that you, if you don't have it, it'll just keep playing out. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Uh, any other thoughts? I got a, another comment here from salty. Okay. Grief is just, no. yeah, go ahead. Good. No, no, you go. Give it's her. it's also a habit forming too and then if you if you recognize it as a habit like every year i do this habit of being you know down on myself because of this incident or every friday night it's a habit to go out and try to pick up 20 year olds um if you if if you can break that habit that's when the healing starts and you're actually starting hey wait a minute i'm doing this but why hmm. that's a great point yeah i look at it as a pattern interrupt and uh, I think that this is precisely what I tried to do for Remembrance Day, as you guys might remember that little video initiative trying to yep. spread across Canada, get guys and girls to break out of their pattern interrupt, uh, try to make them think differently about Remembrance Day, maybe deeper or outside of their own box or what have you. I mean, the definition of Groundhog Day is repeatedly doing the same thing every single day or uh, every every single year once a day every year it's it requires some out of the box thinking to move forward move the needle on yourself and on the country as it were and so any anniversaries that are locked into it's this is where we don't try to move forward uh, that kind of an anniversary is not my kind of anniversary, as it were. Hmm. Matt, you got any points on that? No. Nope. Okay. Um, something. I, I'm going to hit that in a second, but um, you bring up a really good point in terms of Remembrance Day. And I think this is uh, <laughs> just kind of crystallized in my brain as you were talking, was the fact that we did a... The first chat we did, the three of us, was in March, we talked about lip service. And we talked about how, you know, people will do things that are disingenuous, because that's just how things are done, or have been done in the past. And unfortunately, Remembrance Day has kind of got to that point where we have many yeah. people just paying lip service to the remembrance ceremony, without really thinking about it, taking the time to really process it and why are we doing this what are we here for it's just show up do the whole thing drop your poppy off out the door and then you carry on with your day so i think you brought up a great point in that is there that is something that is so difficult to get out of if everybody's in that uh everybody's Mindset. in that groundhog day right mm -hmm. to then step away and say oh man how do we do this differently because that's the way it's been done for 70 80 90 however long you want to do it right so that's a great point i just wanted to and and you know the uh it's a perfect case study or a perfect example uh because tell me if i'm wrong at least i know people like this um maybe half a year out from remembrance day they've given zero thought to remembrance day a month mm -hmm. out they've given zero thought to remembrance day the day before it's when they start thinking about Remembrance Day because what they're going to do is they're going to check their uh, their weather app to see how cold it's going to be on Remembrance Day. And the first time they think about Remembrance Day is this. Will I have to wear my down jacket or can I just wear my favorite black jacket? Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever that means to them. And so they'll plan Remembrance Day around the inconvenience of how cold is it going to be or is it going to rain or am I going to have to wear something that uh, is going to make me sweat or whatever. The planning for Remembrance Day revolves around how inconvenient Remembrance Day will be, not about what it's freaking about. Mm -hmm. So the idea is of what it's supposed to represent, the reflection and the gratitude 
for the service and sacrifice, that kind of, it's almost disappeared to a brief moment in a day where someone plans their outside time to be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's actually kind of interesting because I had this debate with somebody about Remembrance Day becoming a holiday and being a day off from work and like no one and they were all like oh yeah no it's so that everybody can take the time to in you know create the day and make sure that it, and I'm like that's not going to happen <laughs> a day off from work for the average person is going to be a day off from work and that's all it's going to be uh it's not going to be a time to it's not going to be about taking the time and i actually really like the fact that uh the country almost stops working for two minutes Right. <laughs> Traditionally, I mean, when I was a kid, that's what I saw a lot of times was that if you weren't at a ceremony, you couldn't get to a ceremony if you had to work or whatever. At 11 o'clock on November 11th, everything stopped. Traffic stopped. Businesses stopped. The people at the grocery store stopped moving. Everyone just sat there for two minutes and then carried on with their day. And I found that much more poignant than it was to make sure everyone was at a ceremony or to have a day off so that everyone could go to a ceremony or whatever. Um, that's just my thoughts on it. Any other thoughts before I hit this comment here? Good to go? Okay. Uh, Salty says, I also think we need to accept that we need to feel it. Uh, let, let burn through and exhaust the feelings so that it can move on. And the faster we face them, the sooner we return to functioning or exceeding standards. And I really like this last line here is the faster we face them, the sooner we return to functioning or exceeding standards. But this works in every regard, not just in terms of anniversaries. If you want to get healthy and you engage nutrition and fitness and so on and so forth quickly, then you will get healthy faster than you would not, right? So it, it's such a crisp line. You guys got any thoughts on it, Matt? No, I agree. But also, you don't want to rush it too. If it's like something traumatic or something, you got you need to work into it and then push and exceed after the fact. I don't think just disregarding it and say tomorrow I'm going to go. Let's go keep on doing what I'm doing. You need that time to reflect and let things kind of process in the brain before you can actually exceed and keep on functioning faster and harder. Mm -hmm. John. Yeah, I agree. And I think one of the great things that a person can uh, realize is that you can do it by yourself, but you can do it with others. You can do it with a team. And so if you want to push the pace on getting right with the moment, you can do it in isolation or you can do it with others. One of the great things about doing it with others is that as you're doing it with them, you can observe the different ways that it can be done. The common goal is getting better but there's many vectors that a person can select in order to achieve that getting better. And so if I select hmm, uh, the way called D and Chance selects the way called G, well, as I observe Chance, I can see the ways that it's working for him and the ways it's not working for him. And I can then start hybridizing my own model, taking the good, and observing the bad and figuring out what is right for me, the uh, the perfect porridge temperature, as it were, and uh, enjoying my forward progression by observing how it's done better by others uh, on the team. So uh, anniversaries, particularly deaths, um, there's, as I said, as we all get older, more we'll see this more and more. And as we gather together to, as a collective, acknowledge and reflect and appreciate and grow out of that anniversary, uh, we should be doing that with an eye towards um, how we can evolve out of the moment rather than backslide in the moment. Mm. That's a great point. Uh, Matt, you got anything else nope. on that? Okay. Uh, Winterstorm kicks in with this comment he says if you don't feel you deserve to be able to move on from something you will not move beyond it you will push it down each year until you can't ignore it and then relive a year of not deserving it <clears throat> which is a great point too in the fact that uh, i was actually just telling my my oldest this last night was 
Henry Ford has a great, great quote that applies to basically everything. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And I think that uh, kind of applies to it for this especially. Uh, you guys got any thoughts on it? No, other than can you just put it up real quick again, please? Yep, absolutely. Uh, and I know that Winterstorm 427 understands this. I, I don't want to categorize it as uh, you'll push it down each year. You'll push it down each day. Mm. And that's the point that I'm trying to make is anniversaries aren't on the 365 days later cycle. They're on the one day cycle. And every day you're building towards that 365 days from now where you get to sit in the moment in the fullness of it and give yourself a failing mark, a C, a B, or an A. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, it's quite interesting. Two years ago, three years ago now, um, I was in the mountains on this day, and I remember sitting in the water uh, in a, like a lake up to my shins with my fishing rod, watching the clouds go by, reflecting upon this same anniversary that I would grade myself now as probably probably C comparatively to a lot a lot of years of F's and last year probably a B and this year I'd say probably a B as well but again at B plus B plus okay I'll give it to you <laughs> but it's a uh, it's the ability to look back on it and see growth that then I think speeds up the process as well because you can start seeing proof of concept like, oh, this works. Oh, okay, I can actually move forward. Awesome, awesome. I got another that's, comment here. Don't, don't yeah, flash by that really quick because that might be the most important thing that's being said today. What you just said mm. is the idea that by self-reflecting and see the forward growth, you're, you're, you're gaining some self-worth in the moment you're gaining some self-satisfaction in the moment you're gaining some self-sense of direction in the moment you're seeing that you're doing it right you're seeing the improvements and taking the time to reflect back on the anniversary of a year ago a c versus a b this year we'll call it well that's that's encouraging that should be encouraging to anyone the forward progression of We'll call it leveling up out of the um, possibility of wallowing in the sadness. I'm not throwing sadness under the bus. I'm throwing wallowing under the bus. And so um, the reflection chance where you felt that you had done it better, that's super important. Not just the fact that you've evolved that relationship with that moment, but that you understand mm -hmm. that you are getting better at this. Yeah, a hundred percent. And one of the, one of the key moments <laughs> has been the collective. This has been one of the, one of the things that I have been able to look at and say, I have had 200 plus deep, thoughtful conversations that made me engage the moment right now here while we're chatting rather than projecting or reliving. I've been able to engage 200 plus times every day. It's been fantastic. So it's been my you, pleasure. You, you'd said something earlier uh, where for about 10 years you were, uh, I forget how you categorized it, a veneer of yeah. uh, uh, that, that. That's just, as I listened to that, I was thinking that's fake chance. That's chance faking it. Fake yep. life, fake life. And uh, th th you can call it a veneer, you can call it a, a, a one-inch layer, a two-inch layer, a 12-foot layer of veneer. It's just fake. It's us fake in our life. And uh, that's, that's so disingenuous. And it creates that self, that cognitive dissonance where <laughs> we're faking it and we know we're faking it. And, and what does that make us? That makes us uncomfortable at some level. And whether it's a subconscious level or a conscious level, either way, it's still dissonance. And dissonance is, is not a good place to be hanging out for a decade. So, um, you know, the, the important part is if you feel that you're having to put on a veneer, 
change that word into fake. So if you feel like you've got to fake it, now you're titling yourself as a faker. And who wants to be called that? I certainly don't want to call myself that. And I'd be insulted if someone walked to my front door and called me a faker. So at, at some point, I guess, maybe for a brief moment, you got okay with being a faker. Uh, but now, now you're not. But that's, that's I don't want to gloss over or veneer over the comment and, uh, and just kind of shrug my shoulders and say, oh, that's cool. He was faking it. You know, let's mm -hmm. carry on with the conversation because I don't want anyone out there faking it. Uh, the classic, we've talked about fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. I'm not good with that. Um, own it until you make it is more correct for me. Absolutely. Matt, you got any thoughts? No, I, I like that. Own it until you make it. That's, that's good. Um, no, I think, I think you're doing good. I think B plus this year is better than your C last year, or it's all about growth, buddy. Yeah. And you can't, this goes in general, but you can't punish yourself. If all of a sudden your B plus becomes a B again, you can't go, Oh, I can't do it. Yes. You just have to like, keep on. Yeah. That was, that was today. Today was a B, B day. Tomorrow's going to be an A plus day. Let's rocker. Right. Yeah. And carry it on that way. You can't just keep on punishing yourself for not being what you want or need to be. You'll get there. You just have to keep on moving forward. Yeah. And, and the other add on to that is, uh, and we can't punish ourselves for the past. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can, we can reflect on it and, and think, geez, how embarrassing, but we can't keep punishing ourselves for it. Much like deaths of friends. Through their death, we shouldn't be every year punishing ourselves by wallowing in it. What we should be doing is, I'm not saying rewarding ourselves, I'm saying growing out of it rather than rewarding ourselves. And by the way, is, this is actually an important uh, subtopic, is on that anniversary, if you take that anniversary and uh, make it so much about you that then it turns into a party, like in your head where you get stone cold drunk and pass out through through that moment as i see it that's not a healthy way to reflect on the importance of the moment by um totally bypassing it and getting drunk as a skunk and and not uh, not not facing the moment as it were that's a great point and i mean <laughs> we all know that the military loves to just bypass the moment by getting really drunk. <laughs> mm -hmm. It is one of those things that is, uh, I think as of lately, I mean, I can't say I've been out for a while now, but from what I've seen from people who are still in that culture is slowly changing, which is good to see. That's good. <clears throat> it is still a slow change. So, um, I do have a comment here. Any other thoughts before I jump into this? Okay. So Vanessa chaos says i tend to reflect on whether i'm making departed proud and where i could improve to do so personally helps to honor their memory and makes the loss more positive that said grief is a personal journey there you go comment of the day i think on that one <laughs> legit <laughs> yeah 100 percent. it it's an interesting point and i really love this uh to make the loss more positive because it's not ever, I don't think it's ever going to be like a positive thing. Like, hooray, this person's gone. I, depending on how you feel about the person. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it really is, if you turn it into something more positive, if you can turn it into a, a learning moment or a uh, an evolution moment or something that you can actually, again, look back on each year and reflect upon or each day and reflect upon it and say, how am I doing this better? Because I, I just, I love this comment. It's awesome. Any thoughts on it? Before we move yeah, on. I just think it comes down to if someone's work like a dog to make my life better and then they die, I, I'm going to re respect that and I'm going to do my part to pay them back, as it were. Mm. Absolutely. Matt, you got anything? No, it's just something that popped in my head is that we're talking about death of a person, like cease lifing, but I mean it also could be a death of relationship or friendship or something or someone moving away. And, um, that also does have the same impact too. And you do want to 
remember the good times and focus on those and learn from those. But the bad times are there too as well. But again, you're still learning from those and growing from those bad times so you don't repeat it for next time. There is also, there's an added piece to this that just kind of clicked into my head was the fact that um, there's also the, when you turn into a different person, as you grow and you separate from the person you used to be, there, there can be a mourning process of that, of going like, oh, well, I was this, I was this person. And I think some pe- sometimes you can get stuck on who that person is rather than who you are now. And I know I did for quite a while. I got stuck as I was the soldier. I was the whatever title you want to add onto it. But that is, that's part of these processes, right? Is that if there's going to be a loss, if you're talking about an external loss, that's one thing. There's also internal losses. There is relationship losses. There's all kinds of things. So I, I think it applies to everything, at least in my mind. What do you think? John? I think that uh, if someone is clinging to the idea that they used to be a soldier or maybe, you know, clinging to a title that they used mm-hmm. to be back in the day, uh, that is a non-growth mindset. That is clinging to something that you're not anymore, nor will you ever be. And by clinging to it, you're diminishing the power of your life by not moving out of that moment by not moving forward and so um if if you're comfortable clinging to the past as if it's still today you should be giving yourself a failing grade a year from now and i think that uh, i mean every time on my birthdays i think briefly how much of an idiot i was a year ago at my other birthday and every year that's gone by for quite some time now i look back and i think jeez how embarrassing that year ago sean was if you're not thinking that you, you should be you should be looking back at your past performances and shaking your head and thinking well thank goodness i'm doing it a little bit better this year mm-hmm. yeah. matt you got any thoughts on that I- I think I was an idiot a month ago, let alone a year ago. Dude, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Stupid stuff I did. Um, no, I know. I know that I'm. The old me is dead. Like back in when I was in a bad relationship and just going south. That dude is dead. Like I don't mourn him because I know that I'm better and I've grown from that bad experience. And that empowers me every day. I look at old photos when my Microsoft, you know, whatever pops up. And goes, hey, this was you, you fat, slow, dumb person three years ago, right? Put that beer down. And now it's like, dude, I am not going back to that. So I'm taking that as an anniversary, that reflection as the most powerful thing in the world for me to move forward. Yeah, total A plus. Mm-hmm. A plus for sure. The uh, It's kind of funny you mentioned that because my son, <laughs> we were sitting at the breakfast table this morning and we were eating. And uh, my youngest asked me, what's a junkie? And I was like, interesting Con- like conversation starter that just kind of came out of the blue. So I explained it to him and he was just like, oh, kind of like how you used to be with beer. And I was like, <laughs> I, well, what? And he's like, yeah, you, ha- you always used to have a beer. Anytime we wanted drinks, you wanted to have a beer. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I didn't drink a lot, but I drank it basically every day and then you uh, drank a lot yeah let me rephrase that i didn't uh i didn't drink to excess no need to rephrase you drank a lot i drank a lot sure um and uh so i was like yeah that's true i did drink i did drink beer quite a lot so but now i don't and they go oh yeah now you don't so you're not a junkie anymore (laughs) i guess i'm not but it was uh, it's kind of interesting that you put it that way uh, in that I think that we all can get caught up in the normalcy that we have created for ourselves. And if we allow it, 10 years will disappear before you even realize it. And then you'll just have 10 years of a hole to dig yourself out of. So start looking at yourself. Start looking at yourself yesterday and see how you can do it better. And then do that. 
at least in my mind. Or maybe listen to your 11-year-old. Or listen to your 11-year-old and call you a junkie. <laughs> so uh, that's all I got for today. Uh, any final thoughts, Matt, on anniversaries or anything we've got over today? Respect them, but don't fall in the trap of mourning them constantly. Mm. For me, Remembrance Day, we talked about Remembrance Day real quick, and I'm just going to talk real quick, too. For me, it's more of an internal, personal thing. It's not going out and like, oh, I went to the, the event, or oh, I went to you know the Legion. And it, For me, it's internal. I spend my moment, I reflect, and then I carry on because I know that's what works for me. Mm. Do what works for you, but at the same time, positive growth every day, every moment. And you can do that here. <laughs> On the collective. <laughs> Trying to take over my job, eh? Uh, Sean, you got some, you got some uh, I'm just going to leave it with uh, Matt just took over your job. So there you go. <laughs> it's all yours, man. I'll send you my stuff. You can have it. Uh, you're good to go. No, but uh, any anything else? You good? No, that was okay. great. Uh, last comment here. Salty Jinx says, pedestal and shine a light on on as a way of remembering. It's when we go all the way through the emotions and break down the parts needed to grow that we find a new, uh, find new, a better way to remember and progress. 100%. That is solid. Uh, but yeah, thanks very much for the conversation. I am going to go probably smash out another run, even though I am sore from yesterday, because I'm going to do it better than I did last year. And uh, last year, <laughs> I did not go for a run. This year, I am going to go for a run. Matt? Really appreciate the convo. Sean, always appreciate the convoy. The, the convo, not the convoy. And I really appreciate it so that we can all learn how to do things better, especially build upon anniversaries and grow our own understanding of ourselves and who we're supposed to be. And you can do that with us every day on The Collective. We'll see you all tomorrow. Chimo. Chimo. Chimo.